What's up, knuckle buddies? Well, look, if an airship isn't cool enough for you, I don't know what to say. Astrovale is one of the more interesting and diverse places we've been to so far, and I feel like the airship just makes it a little bit extra. Anyways, it's really hot here today, and I need to go sit in front of the air conditioner. If you want to jump right to the action, you can hit the 8 minute and 15 second mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebones. The Butts hung out at Camden's Bakery for a little bit and happened to run into an old acquaintance of Gaultier's, a real piece of work as it turned out. Then, the Butts made their way to the Ark, where they held a meeting with Admiral Nemery, a meeting that didn't go over very well. They got their passes to join the expedition to the Maelstrom, but Gaultier expressed some displeasure with how the Admiral was running things. After a tense back and forth between the two strong-willed fellows, the Butts excused themselves. They then made their way through the docks of Old Town Astrovale, a truly beautiful and intricate system of winding and layered docks crafted by gifted tradesmen. And they found themselves at the hangar of the Uraka, the airship. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteo Enbies, Trans Taluses, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back to Knuckle Bones. Trans Talisai. Is it more inclusive to say both back and forth? I don't know that we need to have more inclusion in our intro. I don't <laughs> never have, I don't I don't understand why you would say that. I mean Butts, 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 butts. We haven't gotten into like our butts, butts. our marrow. Nick, Nick, Nick just trying to gloss over a mistake. <laughs> our Our Marilyn Run- Monroe's. Matt, Matt, do you want to kick oh. us off? <laughs> No, I think that's it's an interesting like from a linguistic point of view, uh, trans tali, trans tralis. Like, there's a lot of like you can move that around a little bit. I, I kind of like trans taluses to be honest, because the talus is obviously not an English derived word, but taluses is the way you would pluralize that in English. And I like I like that we're taking the old word, we're adding a modern. Uh, suffix to yeah, pluralizing yeah. it in our native tongue, and we're making it yeah. fucking dope. Impose our uh, will on this stupid language. I, look, if you if you will if you will, well don't look. I mean, you are a white person of European descent. You can make that word whatever the fuck you want. I was about to make an inclusive metaphor about owning things, and Nick instead is like, "What if we colonize them?" <laughs> Colonized which, language, which is citizen. ironic, right? As like Look, the one minority member of this podcast, and he's got as this a American cis white flag man, let me say, "Hoorah, baby!" Hoorah! Welcome to the new word. Oh no! Hello, oh, citizen. This is now our word. The new word order. <laughs> which the old people on my Facebook assure me is a real danger. <laughs> What if people don't breathe so much? <laughs> the new wordle wow, that's order. That's a hard stance. Oh, nice. <laughs> look, I'm look, I'm mad at old people right now. Is it really their fault? Of course it isn't. But fuck. Of course oh. it is. I, I got. Of course it is. I volunteered to take a a uh, a implicit bias test in front of my, one of my classes in oh, college wow. for old people. 
and I pa- it was 100% impli- implicit bias against people over the age of 50. Yes. <laughs> it was incredible. like pure negative, just negative emotions associated with people over the age of 50. And my like professor that- was like, oh, you weren't kidding. And I was like, no, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say, at that point, it feels like you have to try to get 100%, but like... Yeah, if you're if you're open about you know not liking them, then yeah, you would be. Yeah, and he and I was like, uh, uh, Doctor Minata, you're cool. You're like 39. <laughs> he's like, I'm 72. <laughs> Next no, year you're was, gonna hate me. No, I think he was like 39, 40, something like that. Does that but. does that age go up as you get older, or does it like loop around where there's just like like is it, you is like it a, a window? Right? right? Is yeah. it like Anything, your parents' age, or is so, okay, it like wait. within Max, 15 years answer, of you? It's cool. <laughs> before you answer, I think everyone has a window, which is like the group that you view as peers, right? Yeah. That sort of ages with you, which like is technically true from an age standpoint, but also that it shrinks and expands based on factors like do you look at tiktok <laughs> where if someone's like yeah i do you're like you're out because i don't and so fuck you you're young and you're like yeah he's fucking three years older than you and you're like shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mainly just like oh. i knew a, a girl who i went to high school with who at like 23 was dating like a 39 year old man and it was just like well, I didn't. I already. Love and there's nothing you can do. About Max. It. Yeah. Max, why are you mad at my ex? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not her fault. I I knew that joke was gonna get Mikey, but the have to bow out of the camera frame is my favorite oh. response to a joke I can get. I, from someone. Like, well, if I can get someone, if I can get someone to exit frame, I I just I I make a little shock on my chalkboard, and I'm like, one more day, I'll stay alive. It's, like, it's not. It's it's the joke, and it's like not even the joke itself is good or bad. It's that the joke is said, and then the 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 short burst of <laughs> Max's eyes get very big where he's not sure what has just happened if he's right. just and like, I that's don't know what's what, a bit and I don't know what's serious yeah, it just takes me it just does it every time every time my favorite part of a joke like that is watching other people classify this revelation which is joke like joke versus not joke obviously it's an important distinction but I think it actually happens later than we might suspect and there's a there's a strong everyone has just evaluated my character after i make that statement and then and then some some of you and as a before who is generally bad at arithmetic i don't think anyone went is matt 39 <laughs> everyone went like I, mean, I don't know he looks like the motherfucker that would <laughs> like, you know I mean? like it's all judged on some other criteria <laughs> <laughs> you're like how do, was she a teenager or uh now that girl is a horse girl so i've got no shot so you know i did that that joke sucks in a myriad of ways but also i think is really funny <laughs> <laughs> Oi they well i guess something that's not so funny it's appropriating funny. another person saying <laughs> Okay. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> what? Uh, hey, I'm bro. really uncomfortable. We're, we're having a nice time, and then you made it. You made it creepy. <laughs> it's, bro, and then it's you just like. Now. 
that that wasn't very funny at all. So, anyways, here's D and D. Here's what yeah. I will tell you is fun. <laughs> here's what's fun. Let me tell you what's fun. Airships. Okay. <sighs> oh, I just rolled for initiative, and I rolled a nat one. Oh, you die. What happened? Wow. It just happened wow. so fast. You fucking <laughs> died, bro. You fucking wow. died. You, you fell off the dock into the water and were savagely attacked by sharks. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't bonkers. Well, while you roll up a new character, let me read this this intro. Okay. Big Liza. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> the Uraka, which is a huge ship by any metric, sits in the water of the circular building where a radiated blue light shines from the glass ceiling. The floor Don't of the try hangers... to skirt over how many gross wheezies this thing is by just saying by any metric. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know. The only metric that matters is the sways. It's it's huge. How many five month old cat balls is this? How many five month old cat balls? old is this? I don't know what. I don't know how to quantify that unit of measurement. Anyways, the floor of the. So Nick, let me let me just say how how many there's how many one and a half handfuls is it? Cat balls are volumetric? I thought it was it. Anyways, the floor of the hangar is busy. There's tons of soldiers carrying crates onto the airship, and various men and women, humans and tritons, huddled around a number of tables all over the place. You hear the clanking of hammer falls as a tinker works someplace just out of sight, and even a soldier on a scaffold scrubbing the bow of the ship just under the glowing letters of the name Yuraka salty air and the hangar thrums with excitement and nervousness as everyone prepares. Enter the butts. Now, listen. I I, I want everyone to be on their best behavior. Try not to touch anything unless, of course, it's something that you feel is not imperative to the function of the ship and it's not glued down, in which case, I, Liza, listen, I can't control you, I can't control that. You're you a just... fucking people, alright? But the point is, I need you all to at least, when I'm around, be on your best behavior, because, like, I really want to find out what the fuck is up with this coolest fuck ship, and I don't want you, like, harshing my vibe, okay? Okay. You look over and Liza just has, like, a giant, just, like, cog, and they're just like, <laughs> is this okay? I... This was here. Was it on, like, the ground, or was it on... It was moving in ground. Well, I think we're here with that one back where you got it, darling. And we'll see if we can okay. find you a La- different Laz, I-, I appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit, but if something is moving, perhaps just let it keep... It I- was really it loud, and I was just worried. Liza is very hypersensitive to sound, uh, so... Li- uh, Which is ironic. Could you cast grease on this? It was quite loud. Oh, absolutely, darling. Okay. <laughs> Very clever use of spell. I love it. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? You can, like, there is like a, a ramp that leads up into the ship itself, so you guys can go up into the ship, or you can explore around this little um, the, the hangar bay, essentially. So it's a big round building, and there's like docks that are like the floor is like docking that goes. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> like wood. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like wood. 
It's like that Doc. Was I just, that, that, was, that was why I decided to change this my man, terminology. This man is a fucking carpenter and he doesn't know what wood Planks? is. Planks? Planks, sure, 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 like, sure. what the fuck? Yeah, walk the plank, motherfucker. Anywho, the floor in this room... <laughs> The floor in this room is made up of like it's a it's just like the dock outside where it's just beautiful and intricately crafted and it's just in a giant circle where there's this bay of water in the middle where the uraka sits um, and like i said there's tables all around with people scuffling around but there's really nobody that uh particularly takes notice of you entering like if you have the tickets and you got into the hangar then you're obviously supposed to be here so you kind of have free reign to to settle your things in your rooms if you'd like and get out of here or explore around it's kind of up to you guys how what time of day is it and chimp and how long is there until the charybdis tonight uh this is probably around noontime and charybdis is gonna start i mean just based on what you guys know about it the festivities of charybdis are probably already going okay. like it's it's kind of a big event but probably like charybdis proper as you might call it, wouldn't start for another couple hours, two or three hours. Kickoff is like 8.12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8.15, Monday Night Charybdis. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think Liza is mainly going to... So Liza's in those kind of dignitary robes that match the vibe of the other bureaucrats in and around the area. So Liza's... Are there any areas that look almost... um, not like secret like it's already hard enough to get on the airship i assume that everything's pretty open yeah i mean there's like stacks of crates off to the side too where it's things that are gonna get loaded but they aren't quite loaded up yet Mm. so if you wanted like a secret location maybe like you know the opposite side of the ship behind the crates sort of thing if that's what you mean yeah it's mainly just like um, I didn't know if there were like any rooms or anything. I'm I'm trying to think if, if this is like cruise ship type like vibe or is this no like, no this is like, more like like cargo ship vibe. Oh, interesting. Just like okay, kind of yeah. Sparse. So Liza, I think, is mainly just gonna kind of try and find other dignitaries or other people that look interesting in the area. I think that uh, Babitha obviously wants to like make sure that she gets the best bed available, but then I but I think that we should all go together probably to talk to the captain and like introduce ourselves mm, and find out about like you know the lens and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, is gonna beeline to the captain. So if you guys want to do stuff before that. I'm, I'm happy I... to hand. I'm happy to hand wave and just be like, Babitha dropped off her stuff, you know, and yeah, sure. fluffed, fluffed the pillow up, sprinkled some lavender on it before think... she left and walked away. And I, like, not Gaultier would acquiesce to that, but I, I think that like his uh, what military experience he has, Gaultier wants to sort of show up to the captain like you know, bag slung over the shoulder like. <laughs> I I reporting reporting for duty like <laughs> you know fucking oath night Gaultier ready to go like right like he he's trying to like pres- observe this sort of military protocol that doesn't really exist in this situation mm-hmm. but thinks it'll like help even though like I mean who knows if that's true 
but I think that, I think that's where he's at. So, mm. um, but is sort of pushing everyone towards like, well, now, yeah, of course, cool. let's drop your things off. That makes sense. But we should probably go check in with the captain, right? Well, of course, darling. I want to know all about this ship. I want the the you know necro tour, as it were. Although that probably wait until yeah, we well, are that, you know. Well, yeah, don't 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 call dibs on a bunk now, because we should we should go to the captain and he'll explain all that. And uh, you know, and I'm sure we'll get fine quarters, as it were, because we're traveling with a uh. no. Should I, um, you guys see the se- the way I am dressed? Should I be your valet? I mean, I I think they know who we are, darling. I think we are the butts. We have La- this writ that says who we are. Like I don't. Oh. I don't mean. think you need to minimize yourself in such a fashion. I know you can change your appearance at will, but do you really think you could spend a day carrying someone else's luggage without giving up the ghost? <laughs> I would turn them into a ghost. Uh, quite honestly. Yeah, that's exactly I what I thought. I don't think that's yeah. a great disguise for you personally. I mean, mainly, I'm just trying to make them more comfortable around me as a projection because... Quite honestly, not comfortable around them at all. Liza, do you plan on pretending to be wealthy? Um, I could do that, maybe. (laughs) Here's the thing. If you can keep that up the whole time, you have a shot. But if you can't, these people will never be comfortable around you. Oh, darling, I can do it. As as you know, I'm I'm a man of many stations, and I am equally benevolent to all the people of the world, but these folk but now they are they are judgmental as you might say. Liza just goes full just so haughty and just heel turn and goes let's go team and and walks <laughs> off toward, just in a random direction. Has no clue where they're going, but is just like it's time oh, to go to the captain. That's the pr- <laughs> Oh, never mind. <laughs> So, uh, wandering around this hangar bay a little bit, you can, you're seeing different tables with different groups of people who are, you know, coordinating various things, luggage and uh, parcels, cargo, crates and barrels of food, things like that. And you can identify pretty easily which one has the most important people. (laughs) They're, they're organizing and talking about the, the expedition at hand. Okay. Um, yeah, Liza, for whatever reason, is just, like, kind of second-guessing themselves because being around rich people are just, it's just not their vibe, and they've been off kilter since this morning because they were around a bunch of rich people, so, uh, they're gonna walk up and just be like, Ah, sir, I'm so happy that we were able to join you. Uh, do you know who we are? This guy that you approach is, he's wearing these like really nice dark blue suit that's almost like a, it's like a a karate gi styled military suit. Uh, So it's, so it's got like the overlapped kind of um, robe looking thing, but it's like obviously a military suit. Um, Yeah. Like, I think that's like the Korean, like double pin. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. 
Um, so he's wearing this like dark, this dark blue suit that has, as he turns around and addresses you, you see it's got like the lighthouse of Astervale on the chest. Gorgeous. Uh, this guy turns around and he's like pretty, pretty like suave as he's turning and talking, and uh, he's a he's got like a kind of charismatic way about him that you pick up right away. Uh, yes, how can I help you? Um, as as you may be aware, um, we are the butts. We are of utmost importance, and uh, I think it would be quite. Uh, in your best interest, to um, be introduced to us. Uh, does that sound reasonable to you? Blabs on covers of truths, treasures, and such. It's it's Batas, if you really want to spell out the whole acronym. But ah, uh, yes. Sometimes we are referred to as Butass. Wow. This oh, is all God. so much. Damn it, Liza. Uh, Hello, I am Liza Uzdrovichel. How are you? Gautier Desjardins and our, our, our other associate here, Bameth Burbage. Liza swirls in imaginary brandy. <laughs> I... <laughs> Liza casts minor illusion to give the effect of like suddenly a brandy glass appears in their hand. Liza Uzdrovichel. It is a pleasure to meet you. I do appreciate you coming to introduce yourself. Should you be riding on my ship? I mean, the pleasure is all mine. <clears throat> Liza Ustrovichel, it is a pleasure f- to meet you, and uh, I hope that you do enjoy your time aboard the uh, Yaruka. My name I'm... is Valentino Castrema de Sangre. I will be your captain. I'm just going to call you V. Is that okay? I think Captain would be more appropriate. Captain is quite appropriate, as is the Sangre, if you need to shorten it. Okay, it's going to be Skip from me. I'm sorry, what? Again, heel turns, walks away. Uh, pardon Are... me, uh, 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 Captain, uh, Babitha Burbit, charmed, I'm sure. Uh, we are here by the, uh, order of the king and by the approval of, uh, Admiral Emery, of course, uh, to join you on this vessel. I, uh, do hope that you've got bugs outside for the four of us. I've got a bad leg and a bad hip, bad, 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 bad back, you know. Um, and so we're looking forward to traveling with you into, uh, the, the Maelstrom, as it were, but um, there are a matter of issues that I think would be best discussed in private. Uh, it certainly doesn't have to be now. We will be going to the Charybdis later this evening. Um, would would now be a good time for you, or perhaps this, you know, over over dessert? Uh, he, evening, he he gestures. Uh, midnight snack, perhaps. He gestures behind him to the table where there's like eight people that are just staring at you guys, and he says. I am quite busy at the moment, but, well, if you are here on behalf of the King of Madrigal and of Admiral Nemery... Oh, yes, yes, yes! Uh, uh, Blep hands over the writ Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. Admiral Nemery. Yes, this all checks out. I was informed by messenger that there would be uh, more people joining us, though. I have to inform you, your quarters, unfortunately, are not entirely luxurious, being such late additions. We were already at capacity. 
We've done but the surely best we can. I've got like a pillow and a cot, right? Like I've got a bedroll. I mean, listen, everybody's got a bedroll. Nobody leaves. If you do have any problems as soon as you are on board, please. Hammock? Find Reinwald. He will help you as a quartermaster of types. Reinwald. Captain, we absolutely appreciate your hospitality. And might I interject that I, of course, will always address you as Valentino Gasserba de Sangre. My captain. I pronounce. Pronounced like a true native speaker. It rolls off of the tongue. Some people's names are very important. Why couldn't you just have an easy name like Uzdrovichel? <laughs> a Burbage! Oh, easy for people whose tongues are in their throats, but. De Sangre, my captain. Ooh. Let me my say, tongues. we are so happy to be here on this magnificent vessel of yours. I will say that my tongues stay strictly in others' throats, and I. Like, oh! Oh, my! Captain. Ooh, Romeo, Romeo, Romeo. <laughs> Romeo, 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 where art thou? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, give me, give me charisma. What's up? Just pure charisma? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there an intimacy check? We drove a show. Uh, that's a 17. Yeah, hey Max, if you could roll an Ustrovichel check, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, sure. And, and, and Ustrovichel, yes. Uh, that's a that's a seventy-three. Sixty-nine plus four. Yeah. I was unaware that the Crimson Brother would be joining us on this expedition, Dejamo. But I have to say, it is a pleasure to have another Oath Knight on board the ship. And at that, like, it takes you a second because you aren't used to seeing an Oath Knight that's not wearing like battle-ready armor, but like, this guy's definitely an Oath Knight. Uh, you can tell by the way that he's posturing himself and carrying himself and even holding the conversation with the people uh, at the table that like, yeah, he is very significant. Is this a surprise to Galtier? Like, does he does he have like a mental list of the roster of the Oath Knights, or is he like, oh fuck, I didn't know? That's a good question. I think, I, I don't think you have I don't think you have like a roster of the Astrovalian Oath Knights in your head, but I think okay, so, that like you met you met Dagon Dosk and he was wearing like a traditional breast piece with the right. He looked like me, but different colors. Yeah, or whatever. right. Yeah. Exactly. This guy just looks like, you know, like I said, he's got like the karate gi style suit that's like red clothing. It's not armor. Okay, so catching catching the obvious implication, I think. Um, I am rather far afield from my particular jurisdiction and uh, these compatriots of mine the king occasionally sets up a special force as I'm sure you know and well this this force in particular is mighty special and that's why that's why we're here today to observe your actions because this vessel and, and might I say your command to sound great this vessel here whoo Talk about moving the needle on special. This is something quite extra. When you mention the ship, he completely, like, you can see, like, he just ignores the people behind him. And you can see, like, he acknowledges the ship in, like, admiration. Like, Admiral he Nation? loves this thing seeing, in admiration. Oh, seeing that that's nice. working, I want to, um, if, if it's not, 
if this makes sense in the social setting to Gaultier, I'll put a hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. and say like, now we absolutely appreciate, of course, everything that you're doing here. And I, I love everything about the innovative vessel that we have here. But I, I do have to say that my admiration pales in comparison to one of a particular Miss Burbage here who, well, <laughs> now, this is quite the vessel, and I think we both understand how strategic it could be, but uh, she's a bit of a, a, a constructor herself in a magical way, and she... I'm I, an uh, artificer. <laughs> I, 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 I think artificer apparently is the correct term. I think that Miss <laughs> Burbage here would love to hear any information you have to share about this, and might I say, fabulous vessel. This truly mechanical marvel is what it is, and I can't wait to learn whatever you're willing to share, of course. And and uh, and, and she kind of like uh, pauses and she and kind of scans the table. Yeah. And like, what, is anybody else the... like reacting to all of this, or are they just watching? I think that at first they were interested, and now they've gone on to like discussion and bickering, kind of between themselves. themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're talking shop, what? like the expedition's getting going and there's like humans and tritons both at this table blep is trying to kind of like listen to whatever side conversations are happening 237 feet from bow to stern miss burbage 113 exactly from port side to starboard she was made from the sturdy wood of 1000 delanian ironworks crafted by the finest astrovalian shipwrights these propellers he like gestures to the propellers that are like these horizontal props that are just like very very slowly kind of turning they have a diameter themselves of 38 feet and anti-gravity runes etched into the wood to aid flight from the local coven excellent excellent i was going to ask uh, you never know you know in of course aeronautics and theory they have a lot of practicality for those who don't uh, have the arcane arts at hand or or perhaps need to hmm. move large vessels. It's, a, it's always been something, of course, that I've been tangentially interested in as a, as a practice. In fact, mobility, you see, is a bit of a specialty <laughs> of mine. Um, uh, as you can see here, I have fashioned from a quarterstaff. Um, I've actually, well, this is, <laughs> sorry, so sorry, Hubbub. Uh, this, is, this is, of course, the captain, Captain Hubbub. The what? Kind of bends, makes a bow. Uh, you can see oh. here... Um, he also bows to it. So polite. Uh, you see, I've taken my quarterstaff here, and then I've created this... Well, I've created this kind of proprietary thing, right? Kind of this hurry foot, right? These little claw feet that helps, you know, turn the quarterstaff into a mobility aid that was kind of all-terrain, you see? And then I had access to this incredible broom. So I took the, you know, the... Uh, the the broom and I, I braided all of the fibers together and now I've got this incredible like half walking, half sentient, half flying, just all around incredible piece of equipment but it only serves me you see and I, I just, I, I see something of this capacity and this, this, this magnitude that I'm, I'm truly an author, truly, truly an author. It is truly a marvel isn't it? And tell me, Captain, is it, is she your design? Oh, of course. So, so sorry, you're busy. We'll have to catch up. Will you be at the Charybdis this evening? I will not be at Charybdis. I will be... Uh, I'll be organizing the expedition to make sure that 
we leave on time tomorrow morning. Might I ask you and your friends one favor? Uh, he looks to Liza. Would you care yes. to join me for dinner in my private quarters tonight, where we can talk strategy with your friend the Crimson, and we can talk shop with your friend Babitha, and perhaps we can just talk? I love this, darling. Oh, um, I believe um, we are going to Charybdis ourselves, so when it comes to uh, socializing, I'm not sure if it's all that possible, but uh, depending on what you have in mind, I, I'm i all ears. And Liza, like, turns a little bit, and their ear gets so much longer. <laughs> Like, old man, droopy-ass <laughs> ear, like, down to the fucking chin. I love the visual of, like, it's not a bigger ear, it's a regular-sized no. ear with, like, a lot more lobe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just, like, yes. six-inch lobe. So gross. <laughs> I, just my, trying to be sexy, and it's just the most disgusting <laughs> shit. I myself not find pleasure in the fights of the Corinthians. I have seen plenty of blood throughout my lifetime, and I wish to see no more. Oh, I fully plan on overthrowing the entire uh, thing. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, so that's really, that's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> Apparently they're feeding some orphans to a monster. Liza's real worked up about it. So, like, quite fucked up. I, uh, I, I begrudgingly have to get involved. Um, but I, but please assure you, I, this is not the kind of, uh, uh, the kind of I'm so spectator sport I Did would Did you just say that they are feeding to the Caritas orphans? Well, yes, you don't I, know about this. It, uh, to be honest, I don't care so you know much about, about mechanics. About <laughs> so, um, I don't really care about mechanics. So, if you guys left me alone with this thing for more than maybe 15 minutes, I would fully figure out how to drive it, and I would suicide this <laughs> motherfucker right down into the Charybdis. That simply will not ever be allowed. Oh, oh no, it's... I'm totally... Yeah. This is fully just... Yeah, this is just fully within my brain. When I'm thinking about the darkest thoughts that I could possibly imagine, that is some of the things that I... He is... is, I think he is just into you, though. My favorite part of that exchange is Max is doing an incredible job of acting in character, and... His little in-character mannerisms make the rest of us laugh, which makes actual Max laugh and actual Max laugh. <laughs> Fuck it. Nothing will ever be more fun to me than hearing someone break only in the context of laughing in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> Guys, so like- this, is, this is why we do it, is just to get... Max to laugh in an accent. It's so incredible. <laughs> I think that the I think that the reaction that Liza gets from Capitan Valentino Castro how, how tall is, is he? such that like uh he's like he's he's a big six foot. Like, okay, he's kind I was of gonna a say big, if, a big and like lithe kind of guy. I was gonna is say just I was yes. imagining I was imagining a short man, like a, sh- a true short king. And Liza, like, mm. leaning down as they say, in the darkest places that I can imagine. Like, down <laughs> into their ear. <laughs> like, Liza, Liza just grows a little bit taller just to do that. Yeah. 
so I think that his reaction to Liza is one of one of like he thinks Liza is joking, right? It's Liza is being funny and he's into that. Like Liza's making jokes, but we all know that, you know, oh, yes. um, dramatic irony, Liza is just actually this dark. Yes, jokes. <laughs> 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 Liza, I eagerly await your return for dinner. You and your compatriots are welcome to join me. I'll have the oh, finest man. dinner prepared for us. Wonderful. Ooh. I can't wait to hear all about the shop. And of course, we'll let you know, you know, how, how it goes with the orphans. Um, I would be more than happy, Liza, also. I can arrange a full tour of the engine Hi. Why is he saying this to Liza and not to Babitha, who wants oh, to that's fucking what I mean. tour? That's No, that's, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to say that to Babitha. It's going to be like, God damn. Wow, what, what a slight. Like, why does As... this guy have against Babitha? <laughs> just overlapping <laughs> Babitha. <laughs> like, literally looking at <laughs> The captain turns away from Liza, Babitha, and Plep and towards Gaultier, who is, like, overlooking the table and the group at the table. And he puts his arm, like, just straight around Gaultier, like, very friendly. We are similarly strangers from far from our homelands. In this regard, we are the same. I look forward to having you aboard my ship, Brother Crimson. But for now, I have to get back to work. Hey, Capitan, to sound great. Let me say, I, I'm so happy that this is your vessel. Now, you might... You might not know. I, you you were the younger captain. I was a younger soldier. I, I've been on one of your vessels before. Why would you disclose Is this that? truth? I, yeah. Now, I, I was told it was your first flight. And Nick, I believe this is true, right? We assume this Sound, is like the sounds first right. ship flight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I was present on your first voyage. And, and might I say, I, I would never... I, there is no airship, Captain. I would trust as much as I trust you because I know you are, of course, the original captain of a vessel such as this. And also, might I say, the great captain in your Do own right. Do not speak ride. his name. You must I... be implying the flight of the Palomide. Well, you just what? said its name. Oh, oh well, no, uh, I've done it. You said not to, so we didn't, oh, and no. then you just jumped in here with it. Like, what the oh, fuck? Man? So, oh, listen, do you just go into a theater and just start shouting Macbeth? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? One thousand apologies. I cannot believe that I've spoken the words. Listen to, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen, please, please. I, I, I don't know what a Scott is, and I've never seen this play, old fellow, but I don't. I don't understand what either of you are talking about. To sound great, let me just say, I think that... The Palomid failed in her maiden voyage by of no fault of my own. It was improper craftsmanship, unfortunately. The engine failed. Capitan, I was there, and let me just say, I, I think you comported yourself quite well and did everything you could do from the old station to preserve both the ship and its crew. Ah, here I stand today as a testament to your abilities to Capitan. Gaultier, I appreciate this so much. Absolutely. Not a single life was lost during that crash. 127 aboard, not a single you, soul lost. You know who that's a credit to, obviously, as well. 
Okay. My crew. It was uh, the work now, of my you, crew. You're oh. doing an excellent job of deflecting, which is what a good captain might do. <laughs> but He's he like grinning, a, grinning ear to as, ear. As a passenger, casual observer, and fellow oath taker, let me just say, well, captain has a fair amount to do with that. The words that you're saying and his like deflections mean so much more because you're saying that in front of yeah. these people. Like it's not just you and him talking. This is like you are building him up so much right now, and it's I think it's great. I think Galtier knows the situation, which is like yeah, very uh, political. Dis- play. Dis- Desangre can't be uh, self-promoting in front of people who are equally or maybe even a little more important than him. Mm-hmm. And, and also there's this weird, like, positive slash blemish where he was the first ever airship captain, but, like, the flight didn't go that great, which, like, probably isn't his fault, but he was in command, so, like, that's on you, Kinda bud. Was. And for Galtier to show up and be like, no, no, man, I was there, and you kicked ass, is a huge endorsement, but there's also a political aspect to, like, Galtier can fucking just throw laurels at everybody, because it's not it's not him that's being evaluated by this group, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can just show up and throw out all the nice of these and then be like, high five, we're fucking out of here. <laughs> oh. And, and I think this is one of those, like, Desangre seems like a good dude so far, right? Gothier's <laughs> like, Gothier's the, right. <laughs> I cannot wait to crash this airship straight into the maelstrom. <laughs> Destroying. Wow. <laughs> uh, but no, like, Galtier wants to pump him up a little bit, so he's going to take this opportunity to pump him up publicly, which will yeah. theoretically publicly tie Desangrin to Galtier yeah. and give him yeah, some, great. like, hey man, do that shit we told you to do. <laughs> right? I just want to check and see if Desangre, like, if Liza is getting a read of whether or not Desangre actually did does believe that they managed that flight well and if Ooh. it was actually engine failure or if it was that he fucked up roll insight and Gaultier you can roll history uh, that is a natural oh I thought that was a nat one uh, that's a nine Ooh, that's, that's decent. Uh, 15 it, it seems like he believes what he's saying Liza it seems like it seems like maybe this is a rehearsed kind of thing that he's had to say before many times. Oh, and he's military, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this, okay, whatever. Yeah. Gaultier, so first of all, nobody died on that ship. It crashed from, it crashed over right. the over the mountains uh, on the far side of Astrovale, and you know nobody died. You were there, you helped clear Ga- the rubble. Gaultier Everybody knows that was it fine. was like a, it was a blunder sort of like PR-wise but overall, yeah. like it actually was like a no. We flew a fucking ship in the sky. It was like pretty sick. It's the, it was the first one. Yeah, it's the fucking it, it's first a, one. A great trial run. Unfortunately, nobles were on it and it crashed, and everyone complained. Yeah, <laughs> right? and and I think I think that to the to your recollection and to everything that you knew when you were there, it the suspicion was like engine failure it was like a technical mm-hmm. failure as opposed to like he didn't just like crash it into the side of the mountain or something you know mm-hmm. it was just like it just didn't work how it was supposed to from what it, that was like as you're cleaning the rubble and stuff like everybody's talking about like what happened what happened and the only conclusion that you guys were able to draw was 
engine failure, like something broke somewhere. So uh, he'll he'll tell you guys if you just leave your stuff here, he can have it brought to your quarters, and then when you come back, you can it'll be there ready and waiting for you. Sounds good. And then so this is probably like I said, uh, noontime or so. And then if you guys want to hit up Caritas, ma. Caritas, Caritas. Dropped our stuff on the ship. We've introduced ourselves. The ship is static at this point, right? Like it has. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, so, it's in water. It's just. It's, it's like. A, it's a ship in water right now. It's a regular ship, but we know. Hey, yeah. Well, you can ship. see. You can see the like propellers that are built off to the side. Yeah. Like they okay, jut so out kind from of, the side of the ship. I'm kind of point. envisioning the, um, the helicarriers from Marvel movies. For for me, it's like definitely a Final Fantasy IX airship. But. Oh okay. It looks like a pirate oh. ship, yeah. but also can fly. Yeah, yeah. It wow. looks like More a pirate steampunk. ship. Cool. It looks like a pirate ship. Like it has masts where the sails are gonna pop out when you guys get up into the air. Like treasure planet. Yeah, there you go. It looks like a traditional like seafaring ship. <laughs> so, so headed towards Charybdis. Think the Roman Colosseum exterior but made of like these massive blue and silver stones. And the Colosseum is out on the water connected by this long stone bridge. That's it's pretty similar to the one you guys crossed to get into Astrovale, but it's like, it's a fair bit smaller. It's not like ships aren't designed to go under this one. There's a number of columns on the walls of the Colosseum that jut into the sky, like 150 feet up, just these like, tapering columns the feeling of excitement in the air around the coliseum is almost tangible as there are hundreds of people lining the bridge there's vendors and buskers all the common sites that you guys are coming to recognize as traditionally astrovalian there's even scalpers here that are like trying to sell tickets for 10 20 30 gold pieces and then you guys manage to get in Shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, pushing people to the side, nudging your way in. I mean, it's crowded and busy. The place is thrumming. The interior is just as extraordinary as the exterior. Again, think like Roman Colosseum style, like seating and standing room. Um, so you, your guys' seats uh, where you're kind of directed to the standing room only kind of area is like midway up the Colosseum. There's just like a flat space where it's standing room only. And like I said, this place is big. So there's different like floor spaces like this. There are seats that you could buy, but the seats that you have are ticketed for this area. The floor of the fighting pit where you guys are standing, you can see it is suspended above the ocean about 30 feet. It's, it's a circle that's maybe 150 yards wide that's hung by a series of massive chains that lead up to those tall columns that you saw from the outside. Mm. And in the middle of the ring, about 30 yards wide, is a hole that's just open to the ocean below. So the thing looks like almost donut-shaped as it hangs suspended mm. from these huge columns in the middle. In my writing, I said a circle 150 yards wide hung by a series of massive chains that lead up to the tall columns you saw from outside. Each link is the size of, and then I left it blank so that I could make something up, and I just wasn't, I couldn't. Oh, you were going to try to enter some sort of new unit of measurement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Oh, well, each, I, I was... Each chain is the size of a small elephant. 
You were so <laughs> confident in your ability, in your the, ability. The motherfucker who coined the gross Swayze was like, I can't possibly think of a unit. A smally ball? Small slash tall dog standing. Yeah. If you had to take a dog and stand them upright, how many lengths would that would it be? <laughs> I think Max might be onto something here, though. The lengths are probably the size of, like, two elephants standing trunk to trunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nick, 5% mad right now. 5% mad. Welcome to Knucklebones, the podcast wherein three oh. people face their nemesis and try to destroy him. Oh, that's what I said, <laughs> I think, in episode game. zero, is that Nick was my enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So, the crowd at Cribdis is wild. It, it, it's like, they're screaming and shouting and yelling and betting, and, like, there's fights in these pits where you guys are standing, like, before the fights in the pit actually start. Like, people are going wild for this. And after a while of, like, yes... Mikey has a question. Is the Charybdis the building or the monster? Uh, the the Charybdis is, is the monster. That's what I thought, and then somehow the sentence was just confusing to me. Uh, when you guys first found the tickets, uh, we talked about this, where it's kind of synonymous. When you say you're going to Charybdis, everybody knows. Like, like this is like the it. only thing that happens here. Yeah, I mean, Charybdis is so big that everybody knows what you're talking about. It's not like I'm going to the Coliseum and I'm going to watch gladiators and this time they might have tigers and this time yeah. they might have bulls and this time they might fight each other. It's funny that you mentioned that because as people are going wild, you see from this like connected little passageway, this bridge comes down and clunk, clunk, out comes this guy. He's got a sword and a shield. People lose their minds. And then a few seconds later, almost a minute later, the guy's on the other side of the, the like donut shape of the fighting pit, and these two bugbears come out, armed to the teeth, and they're just like, <laughs> and people are losing their shit, going bonkers, and the guy, you just watch as these, this guy tears these two bugbears apart. I mean, it, this looks easy for this guy, and it's just a bloody savage mess of screaming and shouting and then you know are you not entertained and this guy after he dispatches of these two bugbears and people are losing their minds he grabs the body of the bigger one and he throws it down into the middle hole people fucking go wild and then he throws the second one down there splash as it hits the water beneath and it kind of goes on in this sort of manner for a while there's a flail snail versus a half orc where the half orc smashes the flail snail with a club and this, the shell explodes and then the orc throws the snail down into the hole crowd goes wild there's three guys coming out to fight an entire kobold pack that has them it has them surrounded as they are back-to-back and swinging swords. And for a little while, one of the guys goes down. The kobolds pounce on him and tear him apart. The other two guys just smash the kobolds. In the end, the two men survive, and the rest of the bodies get dumped into this hole in the middle. Again, it goes on. There's a chariot fight where two, two chariots race around this like a big racetrack. And... 
they're shooting arrows and throwing daggers and trying to kill each other until finally one of the chariots ends up in the center hole. So each and every dead body is dumped into this hole in the middle that drops down into the sea before the next round begins. And as the chariot rider is dumped in, the crowd goes wild as the other guy rides out. And then a squadron of people comes out. You're looking at 20 people come out and it's like Roman style shield wall that's like walking around the circle. And then another one comes out right behind them walking in the other direction. And you see coming from the one going the opposite direction, Liza, you see the familiar and unmistakable flame red hair of the twins. I don't understand who the fuck these people are. Why uh, this shit is important? <laughs> Liza, how far away are the are the twins? You're a little ways away, probably 150 feet. Um, is it possible for Liza to get up and get closer to them? Yeah, you can like shove your way forward, sure. Okay, is it possible to get within 30 feet? I don't think so. I think that the way that the fighting ring is suspended above the above the water i think that you can't like clear that gap okay um yeah i i liza just wanted to get as close as possible to potentially aid at any point potentially um, okay so liza as you tr- you push your way forward and you kind of have to like step out of your mosh pit area down into like the actual seating and you go down the stairs and you get right up on the railing where you're trying to like lean in and and see as as good as you can and as you're like leaning forward you see you hear it first like a splash from down below this stuff is about 30 feet below the ring but probably 50 feet below you so the ring hangs down a little bit Um, you hear this splash and you see this slimy, long tentacle that just reaches straight up, like in this gap between the ring and and like the seating space. It splashes up and it slaps down onto the ring, and you can see the entire ring itself just like, and everybody on the ring falls down flat. These like Roman style. Uh, shield walls everybody just like falls flat and the crowd goes fucking wild this is the shit they came for another tentacle pops up on the other side like on the other side of the chain where you're standing and then you can see all of you guys can see as this creature latches onto the ring you see this like gaping toothy maw that just shoots up from the ring in the middle and this gaping maw is just like teeth on teeth on teeth sharp needle like teeth and it grabs down right on the edge and then the tentacle closest to Elijah just starts shaking the entire ring and the crowd is losing their shit this thing is shaking and shaking and knocking people around and it's a pretty big ring, but it's still, it's like it has just full control of this thing. You can hear the chains as they clang, clang as they're smashing on each other. The crowd goes fucking wild. 
horrific. Yes. Like the vibe that I'm getting is that this is like you're watching like a natural disaster that is yeah. in the center of a coliseum. Yeah, totally, totally. So this is truly like terrifying. I think that if you didn't know what was going on here, it would be pretty fucking terrifying. Is it possible to get up onto the ring? I'll tell you what. It might be possible to get up on the ring next time uh, when we come back to the Charybdis. <laughs> next time on what? Like, what do you what Next time on Knuckle Bones. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. oh, you got me. Thanks for that lead in. Wow. Appreciate it. Ooh. I wasn't sure if you were going to try to jump in and fight right away or what. No, I... I really didn't know what Liza was going to do. What Liza wanted to do was cast uh, aid on on the twins, but um, they couldn't. Jump up on that chain, jump into the arena. Help them out. What's up? Now this is pod racing.